0: Welcome to the Comics Deserve Better podcast, where we cover the world of independent comics. I am one of your hosts and currently wearing a shirt with a obscure Fantastic Four reference on it, Brian. <laughs> and uh, Darcy is on vacation this week. Um, but as always, is the uh, another host of the podcast, Carrie. Hi. And there's I-
1: glitter everywhere in our bedroom. So <laughs> we wanted to let you guys know that. It feels like there might have been strippers in here. It
2: was wrapping paper.
1: That's just one something I wanted to share.
2: <laughs> you were giving strippers presents. Right? I yeah. was,
1: I was. You know yes. what? Um, they've been hit hardest by the pandemic, Absolutely. and I feel uh, I feel very strongly for that community. So yeah, let's give them gifts.
0: Yep. And you might recognize that voice. Uh, last but not least is our very special guest, uh, DJ Chef and host of many podcasts, uh, Andrew Levins. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for, for being for here. Being here, very awesome. So um well um, we're gonna be covering the uh, first two chapters of candy flurry which is currently coming out from the shonen jump uh magazine and app um as well as a few other comics um and a few other discussions one thing that we aren't going to discuss is news because i didn't uh, pull any for this week so let's uh go directly into the spotlight uh where we talk about books that were either we've either recently read that we want to recommend or books that are coming out in the near future uh, uh levin want to start uh
2: yeah so all i do now is read manga um, <laughs> I, I i i have a podcast called serious issues which is how how you know me brian yes you carry too mm-hmm. um but for many years i read every single comic that came out each week um so we would do like more than two hours of recording each week with reviews of more than 50 Comics that came out, like I read every single first issue that came out. That was like the rule, um, which was a lot of horrible series that I I'm very glad I don't read anymore. Um, but even uh like superhero like Marvel we were putting out like some weeks, 20 new new issues of, of comics, and we would read them all. And uh guess what, everyone? After two years, I burnt out. And I think I've read every possible combination of Western superhero formula when it comes to comics. And uh so I I got, when the the, the Shonen Jump app launched, um, Shonen Jump is a long-running comic uh, collection, a magazine that comes out for very cheap in Japan every single week. And you can buy it like at your 7-Eleven, at your Lawson, at all your convenience stores, for really cheap. And you just read like a whole bunch of new chapters of all these long-running series. And when they launched the app here, I could read like long-running series with hundreds and hundreds of chapters, like One Piece and Dragon Ball and Naruto. Um, for $1.99 a month. And that was a life changer, I think. <laughs> and now I, I just became addicted to that format of storytelling. Um, and so now all I read basically is, is manga. Um, at the moment, I'm uh, almost caught up entirely on the full run of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, sweet. Uh, are you aware of, of that series?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've never read it, but definitely know a little bit about it.
2: Man, it is just one of the greatest things ever. It's that's so awesome. like, it, it, bizarre is a very apt description. Of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's like understatement, if I remember yeah. correctly.
2: <laughs> and so I'm, 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 I'm forcing you to read uh, a new series that started in... Uh, in shonen jump two weeks ago called candy flurry um, mm-hmm. and is that what we're about to talk about now or am i shouting out another book
0: oh i'm shouting out another book if, if you have one
2: um why don't we circle back to me i need a little little refresher oh,
0: of what okay. I'm gonna... <laughs> no, no 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 worries at all um so i'll i'll pass the baton then to to carrie sure um so i'm the
1: i'm one third of the host who doesn't know jack about comics so this is all new i envy you <laughs> this is an all new world to me I to um, well. <laughs> so i from image comics there's a new um series called helm great castle and um the i'm looking this up so i don't butcher the names so it's created by henry barajas and brian valenza and uh it's super rad it's like if you take like aztecan gods with like a Dungeons and Dragons feel and mesh the worlds together it's super cool it was a it's only one issue out and uh it's just as someone who is from Southern California Latina it's really um it's just really cool to see some of your heritage like in a in a comic book form kind of with the worlds of like elves and dwarves and all this stuff that seems unattainable at some point so um It was just a fun issue. There's a, gosh, I'm losing words. Um, I also took a COVID test today. So there's been a lot going on over here. Um, Like it, there's like a a father-mother team and they're rescuing somebody, but they're like badass warriors and they have mohawks and machetes. And it's just super cool. I really, really liked it. Um, I- think if you have those interests of like Aztec and culture you feel any kind of tinge that you know some kind of allegiance towards it or anything totally check it out it's just a fun um a fun history to read anyways and these warriors are just like taking on the um conquistadors like the the people that came over to steal the land so that's really cool because they're gonna I feel like there's going to be some ass kicking very very soon <laughs> right brian, brian read it and he said that well tell him what you thought you thought it was a slow burn oh um, oh yeah for like, the first um
0: well, I, I definitely don't envy reading every first issue because I when it comes to first <laughs> issues, uh, those can probably be the slowest of all the issues that come Especially out.
2: Especially the ones that were uh, fantasy settings. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. it, it's so much world building that they have to yeah. set up. So yes. many different, like here are all the clans and here's yes. how many they stretch back and here's the here's how magic works in this universe. And here's that, how the exactly. other kind of- works
0: Yeah. That was one of the benefits of this one is because um, it literally starts with like, okay, our friend just came back from another adventure and they, they, they're poisoned. And now we're gonna go, um, you know, basically enact revenge on them. Like, that's, that's basically the, the, the setup of the story. There's, there's, there's this world building within the, the story, but it's not like an information dump, which is very nice. It's not it's like, it's not what, it's not what yeah. you get in fantasy books a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and but, I,
1: I think really quick, just like, because I'm newer to comics, the slow burn was nice because I didn't, I didn't feel like overwhelmed by all of this information. You know, I mean, I can't, I don't know Spanish, let alone any kind of native tongue of Mexico. I can't say a third of those names or like half of those names. So just learning how to spell those names and read them. That was fun too, so very educational, very cool. Um, The art style is not my favorite, but the colors are really nice. That's
2: it. Yeah, I think learning learning about other cultures through comics is like one of my favorite things about Absolutely. So even if it is me having to like uh, accept that I'm going to read a fantasy book, if there are <laughs> I to, then I learn something, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, this is a, this is a good one. And it's probably the only Western comic out there right now that has characters with 15 syllable names. So <laughs> yeah, it's like a really long name. It's, all, it's It's pretty good. I, I definitely I, I liked it, and uh, I'm glad that that Carrie liked it. I, I hate recommending something and, and then be like, oh, I hated it. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Which has happened a few times on this podcast. Uh, so, so I'm kind of used to it now. Um, well, I'll go. I'll give you a little more time um, and I'll
2: Don't go. Worry, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go whenever you're oh, ready. So.
0: OK, well, do you want do you want to go before me? Or no, no, please.
2: I want? I want to listen to your recommendation.
0: Oh, first. OK, all right. Well, I have um, we did kind of a, of a short book for our main course. So I decided to choose a longer book for my spotlight Um, and uh, I've been kind of getting into old movies um, and surrealism lately so I chose like uh, what an
1: elitist yeah (laughs)
0: Um, so the book I chose was called uh, giraffes on horseback salad it's the strangest movie that was never made uh it is by josh frank uh and there was an adaptation uh by tim heidecker and it's illustrated by manuela pertega and so essentially this is the well first of all it's the story of the making of a script that was of a movie that was never made it was uh written co-written by salvador dali Uh, the the famous surrealist slash surrealist painter, uh, Melting Clocks guy, as a lot of people know him as. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, he grew an attachment to the Marx Brothers in the 1930s basically citing them as probably the most surrealist co- comics out there so he kind of felt a like kinship um if you've ever seen like you know night of the opera or duck soup uh there's that's def- my favorite oh yeah it's fantastic. Except for like
2: the last there's a, there's a there's a blackface scene towards the end of it so yeah it's like skip before that happens
0: <laughs> there's definitely things that don't age well <laughs> but <laughs> but aside from that i mean like it, it's it's funny it has you know the, the the classic musical number and everything it's you know it's it's it um especially like Groucho Marx like his humor that he has it very much has like a, a surrealist view to it because it's like you know like like it's it's a wordplay as well as like they use like weird visuals in a lot of their of their their comedy like 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 literally a term like gir- giraffes on horseback salad is very akin to the Marx humor um, mm. you know some some weird thing that would happen that would not happen in normal. Uh, in normal society and since movies at this time were 30 years old at the most and talking movies were like 10 years old (laughs) at the most (laughs) this was you know it's it's a new thing and so um so anyways um the actual book itself uh there's for a comic book there's a lot of reading in this it's it's definitely a kind of a long read uh the first 50 pages is a basically a setup of like the author talk about how he loves the marx brothers and then he goes into how harpo marx met met uh, Salvador dali and they decided how what they were going to do and they basically he, he chronicalizes the the story of like dali's adventures in america at the time and then finally it goes, it basically literally says, you know, take your seats and here comes the curtain and the comic actually starts. And the comic part is actually uh, co-written by by Tim Heidecker uh, because the notes were very sparse on Dolly's part. And Tim Heidecker, you guys know probably enough like Tim and Eric, a great show, good job. And um, Tom was the mayor, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're familiar He's with this. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's a surrealist <laughs> like that. That is probably one of the most surreal shows on on in comedy in the last 20 years is, is like the ridiculousness of, the, of that show. I mean, uh, it's free real estate. I mean, like, why is that funny? But it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, But uh, but yeah. And so he actually was a great person to get him. And it's like, I guess it doesn't mention who else is in his writing group. And might it might briefly, but I didn't really catch it. But um, it's basically his writer's room kind of helped uh, pad the script a little bit. So um, right,
2: yeah, because the main writer Josh Frank on this, I know him because he wrote a um uh, a book about the Pixies, about oh, Frank cool. Black and the Pixies. Yes, cool. and he met- and he's written lots of musical music books in the past. So he did a new wave one as well.
0: Nice and yeah, he um yeah, like he mentioned the Pixies book in the beginning, and I love the Pixies, so that makes me definitely want to catch some more stuff on. By by him, um, but but yeah, like the and the actual co- what's great about this is that it kind of uh, takes a Wizard of Oz approach to the the visuals when the actual comic. So whenever it's a normal story, it's black and white, gray, what you would expect in from a film from the 1930s, like late 1930s, and. Whenever something weird happens, because essentially the the plot of the movie is that this this man from Spain, you know, Dolly's probably just drawing from himself. On this, um, comes to America. Uh, he's going about to get married to a society lady, not very happy. All of a sudden, he, while while uh, at a dinner, um, the this person known as the Surrealist woman uh, come comes in and basically it almost has. Magical surrealism powers and makes everything around them surreal. Like it causes things to melt, food to literally walk, like grow legs and walk out the door. Uh, so, uh, whenever something weird happens, when the when something surreal is happening in the in the story, um, it becomes color and it becomes a very vivid color. And also, the panel work goes from the straight lace, you know, like. Uh, tom king favorite nine panel structure to uh to like something more bonkers like just like all over the page like kind of almost hard to follow but not really Mm -hmm. um like where literally panels are melting into other panels and Mm -hmm. there's a there's even like a section where there's a group of people and they have umbrellas because the panel above them is literally is literally melting ooze on top of them
2: you know so there's
0: a lot of fun i love when comics use the medium that they're made in to, absolutely yeah. yeah and so and this definitely does that where um I mean like obviously this was supposed to be a movie at first but this works as a comic because the panel work um Manuel of Portega I never have uh, heard of them before I've never read anything by them um or done by them but I'm definitely now a fan because just she takes control of that page and just like like devours it. So awesome. yeah,
2: I'm I'm on her website now, and she's done a lot of like very provocative, like sexually and violent um, uh, artwork in the past. But Ooh, there wow. is that sur- surrealist um, nature to a lot of her her cartoons um, and, and 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 artwork. It's yeah, it, it seems like a great fit for for this story.
0: Yeah, there's um, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and there's there's one page that's like when the whole world just goes absolutely nuts, and. It's the the pages on the very very top of the page is a rat and a cat um, and a dog and they're all it looks like they're eating something but all the stuff that's coming out of their mouth is becoming the panels on the page hmm. and like so like there's like dog, sausage dogs dogs eating sausages and the sausages are becoming a building that's on the on the page it's just it's really strange and awesome. it's it's fun it's it's definitely um, that was the the actual reading part was was kind of it took a little bit of time for me because I haven't read real books in a long time (laughs) (laughs) but but besides besides that you know like it, it's definitely a, a good read it won it won Eisner uh, a couple years ago for Sweet. like best yeah. adaptation or something like that so
2: on, on that note I know that 2020 there was a lot of bad things that happened in 2020 but maybe the stupidest and worst I felt was when I tried to read Dune oh no <laughs> <laughs> like, what have I done
0: <laughs> yeah that comics is
2: have a, ruined my capacity for words
0: <laughs> that is a meaty book too I I'm a big fan of Dune but yeah that is a read
3: that's so funny and
0: yeah, I um, I'm excited about the movie because it's been a while since I've read the book and I don't think I'm going to read the book again so I'm excited mm-hmm. <laughs> about about uh, about watching a movie that's supposed to be very similar and you know Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya I'm yeah. fine watching they're great actors cool. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right
1: okay levins so, tell us right. your
0: times a right.
2: double a double it's Mangus and I'm everybody okay <laughs> I'm ready for your western comics out the door um, so- oh God. Uh, I talked about something that I did not enjoy last year, um, but something that I did enjoy last year was um, reading uh, every single book published by uh, the Japanese uh, mangaka, so writer and artist uh, Junji Ito, who is a horror manga writer. Um, he's best known for several um, series uh, like uh, Uzumaki and Tomie. He adapted uh, a very famous Japanese novel called No Longer Human last year, which mm-hmm. was a uh, hell of a read oh yeah you've got Brian's holding up uh, his copy of Frankenstein uh, which I'm a massive fan of as well it's probably my favorite adaptation of Frankenstein
0: I picked it up Uh, because of you actually so oh
2: great awesome well prepare to do it again because uh, (laughs) at the start of the year we finally got the English uh, publication of um, a sci-fi book he wrote um, called Remina and uh, this was published by Viz um, earlier this year and Remina is like, yeah, like a supernatural sci-fi horror, so yeah, just ticking all the boxes, like, like, like he does every time, um, about a scientist who discovers a, a, a planet um, heading towards our solar system. Um, and he names the planet after his daughter, Remina, but soon they realize that the planet is, is hurtling towards our solar system and as it does so it's eating all the planets that it comes into contact with and all the stars are disappearing as it goes past them and so people of earth start realizing oh remina is actually it's bad like um because at, at the start of the book they start celebrating the girl like the, the, the scientist's daughter because they, they think they want her to become famous because you know there's a planet named after her now and she has a fan club and she gets like this, you know, uh, you know, this deal with, to be in films and, and make appearances. She basically becomes an idol. Um, and then once they realize that the um, earth is potentially doomed because of this planet Remina that's hurtling towards us, uh, they turn on Remina and her father, and they think that they're the reason that this, uh, that this planet is heading towards us. And um. they start to conspire and think, well, what if, if we kill Remina, the person, maybe that will be the the end of this planet and what will and we'll, we'll save the earth. So it is this very bizarre concept of this, like, yeah, this planet who eats other planets um, coming towards earth. And so our main character Remina is trying to survive that and also trying to survive everyone else on earth who thinks killing her will be the answer to their problems. Uh, it is crazy. And one of the more chaotic of Junji Ito's works, um, I would recommend it as, 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 a, as a first book by him or, or a, you know, if you're already a fan, absolutely get it. But I, there hasn't really been any, maybe a few short stories here or there that he's done in these collections that I haven't really enjoyed. The main books I love, mm-hmm. um, especially when he tells a story, you know, over 200 pages. Um, I just think he, he just, he throws everything at the wall. And uh, in this one, like, you never know what's going to happen on the next page which again is like one of the big things that drew me to, to reading manga. I hate like the, the conventions of, of, you know I, I know I feel like I'm going very hard on superhero comics, but there is that awful feeling where you're like, okay, this, this is going to go two or three ways mm-hmm. and then it does. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that was still good. You know, that, that was a good version of a story I've read a hundred times. Yeah. Um, whereas with Junji Ito's works, I'm just like, I genuinely have no idea how or even if this, this story is going to end. And uh, there is something, you finish the book and there's always this moment where you're like, huh. And then you find <laughs> yourself, oh, I'll just go back to the beginning and just kind of, oh, and then you read it a second time. And then you're going back to reading your, 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 your favorite parts of the book and uh, his stories really stay with you. I don't really find them like for horror books. They don't really, they're not unsettling. I just think they have lots of really crazy ideas in them that I don't find anywhere else in literature. Um, and uh, that's why I'll always come back to a ginger book.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned you mentioned uh, Junji Ito because I'm such a fan of his artwork and I feel that his artwork is for me personally, the feeling I get looking at it is akin to um, nails on the chalkboard. It is <laughs> it is unsettling to me and it makes my so, stomach hurt. So like right now when you're talking about Remina, I went on Google Images like just to look at it and there's like crucifixion scenes and oh, I'm yeah. like And I feel gross looking at it and I'm just like oh that's probably such a good book (laughs) (laughs) like because like those those visceral reactions to me for someone who again is like learning about comics to me that's so important in that in that media like you need to have those visceral reactions because to me if you don't have those kinds of like sudden emotions then what's the point of reading the book you know Mm -hmm. so the fact that I mean that's just how I, I perceive it so the fact that Junji Ito does that like and he gets me every single time I'm like really stoked so thanks for yeah that.
2: and I've read I've read a dozen of his books by now and so very used to him doing body horror um mm-hmm. but this was the first time that I really saw him do like uh like I've seen him do monster horror but this basically the, the planet Remina ha- has a face and a tongue mm. that eats other planets and so drawing this enormous thing that's appearing above our earth is it's so menacing and cool and weird just uh, fantastic ideas it's a great book
0: awesome yeah very cool if i thought the the moon from uh, majora's mask was scary and this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot more scary than that yeah um, this, is moon, this is the moon's mom yeah, exactly <laughs> <Drendel's> mom. <laughs> yeah totally um but no i um yeah like the. Obviously, I, what well, I really like about it is like the com- the compound of uh, of horror that that it seems like the, that that's going to be in this in this book because, um, you know, most writers would just be like, oh, there's this crazy planet-eating planet coming and going to destroy humanity, and that would be the basis of the horror. But then, mm-hmm. you know, compounds it with one of the most scary things in the world. It's you know like public hysteria, and yes and so and and like because it doesn't make sense why killing person the person named that was named after this planet would kill would destroy the planet that makes no sense but that
1: makes absolute sense to me <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah let's go like old pagan like weird culty shit like if you <laughs> like if you are someone so fearful of something i mean we can do like oh my god can we please do a june like a junji ito episode because i could just yeah. go off on this but like this was love and spotlight and i'm not gonna take up any no
2: please take time. it I lo- any, any, any discussion of junji ito's books is happy to- music to my ears i, I love <laughs> the idea of like jupiter one day attacking earth and you being like quick track down the band drops of jupiter and <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> die by my hand
3: oh
1: yeah. yeah but i mean i just think
0: that you're going down i just think it's such a-
1: it- like when you mentioned that Levin's, like in your in the description, I'm like I that totally that's one plus one equals two. I totally understand that, and maybe it's because like I'm a fearful person. I mean, I can see someone's logical thinking making that jump.
2: Absolutely, you'll, you'll, you'll be rooting for very different characters than I did when
0: you're
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, get her.
0: <laughs> also, reminds me of the uh, Simpsons episode, um, the comment. The, the oh Matthew Bart's, Bart's, yeah, yeah, Bart's yeah, comment, absolutely. yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's a good. One. I'm,
2: I'm trying to remember like really good Bart episodes to watch with my son. And yeah, that's, that is that is one of the best. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, no, totally, it, it absolutely is the Bart, the soul. Uh, when he sells his soul. It's one of my favorite parts. That one's too
2: heavy for a seven-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you guys come what we can do. <laughs> Here's the harsh reality. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know what you.
2: Yeah. I, I, like he'll, I think- never, he'll never look at an um, uh, electric door in the same way
0: as as someone who doesn't have kids i think like a 40 year old <laughs> <And so laughs> like, oh yeah this really really existential like nightmare <laughs> of an episode will be great for a seven-year-old yeah <laughs> funny um but yeah okay so um that actually sounds fantastic so i did the same thing with your uh serious issues co-host uh siobhan uh, she was on a couple episodes ago and where i forgot to ask a question before we got into the spotlights no so worries like, i could have had more do, wart-
2: do you want to pretend like we did and edit it in at the beginning or no uh,
0: i i'm gonna show warts and all here like, it's just it. like i did before um, so yes, um,
2: I, it's good to see another podcaster who also hates editing yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: the question um i like to ask anybody coming on for the first time is uh, kind of what your secret comic book origins are um you kind of already mm-hmm. got into it but like like initially when you were reading like superhero comics like what had really initially got you into comics
2: well i mean i actually was a late bloomer in terms of superhero comics i grew mm-hmm. up I, I did the opposite thing and i think we talked about it on uh, on serious issues in yeah. the past but i grew up with like disney comics and mm-hmm. um, i loved the uh the donald duck comics and i used to get these fantastic like uh tailspin graphic novels and um uh, ducktales ones from the news agent um uh simpsons comics uh featured very very heavily in my um uh, like you know preteen reading but when i was a teenager i was a huge robert crumb head um, and daniel Cl- uh, daniel clow's head uh, and just everything fan of graphics i would go to comic cons down here um, and comic conventions sorry we never had an official comic con um, <laughs> they never did comic con Parramatta. Um, <laughs> but, but i would go to comic conventions down here and i would just ignore every superhero thing because I just that, I just like none of that that never appealed to me mm-hmm. um and I would find like yeah there, a bargain bin would always have all these like you know issues of eight like Dan Claus's eight ball so I got all those really cheap I have an almost mm-hmm. full collection of eight ball issues um, that I got when I was 15 16 and these are the things that I'm reading as a teenager <laughs> um and it was all I read and my friend John Valenzuela who I um uh, host a, a video games podcast called all the small games with he and i when we met when we were like in our late teens we shared that same love of particularly like uh comedic comics um and he ended up working at king's comics which is where we met siobhan uh, she worked there too and he was, yeah, like, vehemently against superhero comics as well. I don't know what it was, this weird tall poppy thing that we had. But it wasn't <laughs> until I met Angus Truscott, who I host my podcast Hey Fam with. I love I've Featured all my co-hosts in this. <laughs> nice. um, uh, and Angus, uh, we loved almost every, everything the same. Like, you know, we, we loved um, Nintendo and we loved, like, comic books in general. And we would see Star Wars movies together and uh he was like oh so what's your favorite batman comic and i was like i don't have a favorite batman comic and he was like are you serious you've never even read and of course real, r- r- um, r- rattled off the, the the holy trinity of getting into batman <laughs> comics which is year one uh dark knight returns and the killing joke and i was like i've never read any of them and he was like shut up you've got to take <laughs> those home now and so i read them and year one i started with first and that to date is still one of my all-time favorite comics. I think a lot of other Frank Miller um, comics have, uh, you know, when you reread them, you're like, oh, why did I like this so much? But I think that one is just such a solid story with brilliant art by David Mazzucchelli. Um, uh, And yeah, that was such a, that was like, oh, wow, I think I love superhero comics. And I was working at a restaurant. My wife and I had a restaurant at the time. And I had to, my job was, I had to get in there early enough to accept deliveries from my suppliers. Um, or else they'd just be left in the streets to the, for the rats to eat. Uh, so I have to get there at like 9am so I could let the, the the baker in and all my suppliers. And then I would have, until we opened at five o'clock, you know, give or take a few hours to do some prep work. I would just be at the restaurant waiting or, you know, I do a little bit of work. But I just started reading comics in that time. And every day I would buy another like seminal Batman comic. So like, you know, Long Halloween or Dark, Dark uh, Victory. Um and then and I, brand, I started with DC and then I broke cause I think DC is a lot easier to get into at first mm-hmm. uh, cause they have a lot of, uh, of comics that are kind of one and done uh, nature. And I just, yeah, i would just devoured them. And uh, my, my collection started growing. I, I found, I, I had all these friends that I knew loved comics um, and they knew I loved comics, but I loved weird comics. And then, so when I was like, oh, hey, like, like uh, Nate who, who now dates Siobhan, um, he I was like, hey, what's your favorite Justice League run? And he was like, why are you reading real comics now? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And so, yeah, I went crazy. um, And um, my love of comics brought me closer to Nate and Siobhan. um, And when they started dating, Nate was actually like, you guys should do a a podcast together about comics because you read so fucking many of them. And you have like (laughs) almost identical taste. Um, And yeah, so then I just went like, yeah, hog wild for many years. My my comic comicsology bill each year was in the thousands um wow. because I, I got an ipad and just realized what a, what a phenomenal way to read uh comics and you can you know read them on you, can, you could do a long distance flight and just read comics on the lowest uh uh light setting of your ipad and it wouldn't even <laughs> run out of battery the whole way whole way to europe um, <laughs> and uh so yeah any opportunity to read comics I, I, I took and uh then we started the podcast and uh maybe went a little too crazy but um there are still some Western comics um, creators that I always read uh, stuff of, Ed Brubecker and Sean Phillips and their mm-hmm. criminal series and all their other uh self-published stuff I love. Um and uh I still keep up with Love and Rockets, which is one of my favorite um series of all time. Everything that Terry Moore does. Yes. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of. Um and then, you know, if I if I ever see Siobhan like talking about how great something is, I mean I love a lot of the first-second releases. I think they put out so much great stuff and there's lots of other publishers like that oh, especially yeah. in the um all ages world um, I love finding all ages comics that Archie and I can read and um and now Tilly's getting into comics too so we're actually oh, cool she loves the DC superhero girls nice. yeah so I still have a little bit of superhero uh stuff um Archie's favorite co- cartoonist is James Kachalka um, who has written a number of very family-friendly books and then some very unfamily-friendly books, <laughs> yeah. which I own all of and I have to hide from Archie in case he ever discovers that, like, James Kachalka has written an entire series of superhero books called The Superfuckers. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, That's not even, like, the worst thing of that that yeah. that his that I own that I just actually could never discover until he's a teenager. Um, but... Yeah. I think like, you know, I love, I love the the thing that burnt me out the most with superhero stuff was um, that just, you know, how unpermanent things are and be it like, I mean, I know when people think of like lack of permanence in superhero comics, they immediately think character deaths. But for me, it's like, no, so many creators that I loved working on a particular book were just ripped away from that book, you know, six, 12 issues Mm -hmm. when I feel like they were only really finding their feet with the story with those Mm -hmm. characters. And it just felt like such a waste of my time to get invested in these um, stories only for it to suddenly not exist. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you find out of the existence of a story that has been running since the late nineties and is now has has over a thousand chapters um, and it's been written and drawn by the same person uh, since that time, I'm talking about One Piece, Mm-hmm. um when i read that that i was just like why don't i only read this because it is just such an insane ride that and to be, the privilege of being able to binge it all today is like you you almost feel like you're doing a disservice to the to the book like it feels like you're doing something wrong just mm-hmm. devouring it as quickly like i read all of one piece which was at 900 um chapters when i started it um i read all of that in in three months
3: oh wow <laughs> that's a marathon
2: Uh, And I, but I just like, I got addicted to it. It was the greatest thing I'd ever experienced up up, up until that point in my life. And then knowing that there's so many incredible luminary runs of of manga that are so niche. Um, Like I got last year, I got really into Mahjong manga, having no experience (laughs) with the game of Mahjong at all. It was just like, you find out something exists and that there's hundreds of chapters of it written and drawn by the one person. And you're like, how? How could this possibly <laughs> be a thing that, that one exists and two, people allowed to exist for this many chapters? Yes. And then you read it and you're like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever done with my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I, I'm, I'm now just always chasing that, like reading one piece for me, like I was around the point of, if you ever read it, there's, there's an incredible arc um, called Water 7 and um, there's, an, a, a, there's an emotional farewell not to a person but to a boat and nice. I started crying <laughs> and I was like I think this is one of the most special pieces of art that I've ever uh ever taken in that's and awesome. I'm now forever chasing the thrill of crying over a boat uh, <laughs> a series to manga series
0: <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome and but you know yeah um I think the reason why one of the reasons why I got more into independent comics is the same reason you know about the lack of permanence and you're reading like Fraction Aja Hawkeye and you're like this is the greatest thing ever and and then even though someone like Lemire takes over it's like oh this is over like
2: and, yeah totally
0: and and like where did kate bishop go like, like like why is she still in this comic and you know stuff like that you know so it's like but yeah it, it's just everyone has their kind of take and it's great but yeah it's you know i think we mentioned um last episode we kind of uh, darcy made made superhero comics kind of akin to fan fiction mm-hmm. nowadays like, for, like actual yeah because mm-hmm. that's basically someone comes in they're like i really like you know you know, my name is Josh Johns. I'm kind of a terrible person, but I also, I love Barry Allen growing up. So I'm going to bring him back from the dead and make him the flashdown, you know? <laughs> so, so, so he,
2: he wasn't a terrible person yet, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> at that time, no. He, he
0: was not, no. He wasn't uh, taking away cyborg's lines in the movie and stuff like that.
1: I have a question. So Shonen is the, quote, boy manga. and Yeah,
2: teenage boys. Sianen is, is adult boys okay adult <laughs> um, boys then, thank you uh, i'm an adult boy <laughs> shoujo yeah they're all for, all for boys All girls, you know like they're for kids. of course it's yeah like we read these things because you want the yeah. escapism i definitely yes. obviously i love it when a book tackles um themes that you know you you don't find in, a, in your average you know g-rated uh media mm-hmm. but the the level of escapism that shonen manga provides is so comforting um mm-hmm. and uh Then there's obviously there's there's Shoujo, which is um uh for younger girls. And then I forget what the older girls uh one is, but um those are the areas that's Darcy's area. Yes. Yes. Well
1: we we used Brian's from San Diego, that's where we used to live. That's where where Mm -hmm. did we shop at? That I got the shojo mag shojo beat or shojo magazine. And that's how I got I basically read the last um arc of Paradise Kiss in that magazine. And that's like one of my favorite manga because that's how I was introduced to it. But I forget where I bought it from down in San Diego. But yeah, it was totally
2: it was I, a Jose, I, Jose manga Jose, is what yes. it's called for.
1: Oh, okay. But it. it was so fun. I mean, I really I really enjoyed it. And I and I think you're right. I think it is very special like reading it in that magazine. Like there, it's just, it's cool. It was just really fun getting it that way having it yeah, well, like totally that. i
2: mean I, I when i was in japan i was like oh i can't wait to buy a shonen jump and like you get it and it's like a phone book yeah i have, yeah. I have, a, I have a bunch of them i've had uh, listeners of, of my podcast in japan during um uh when uh, issue 1000 of chapter 1000 of one piece came out mm-hmm. and they sent me the um the shonen jumps which have oh, these really cool. connectable covers oh sweet. oh sweet um yeah really great stuff like that and like you yeah, know they're so cheap i think it's like four bucks or something like that um to get the new the new the new issues and but it's even cheaper to read it digitally and yeah like every cool. monday now the shonen jump app um, updates with so many new chapters of all the new shonen manga and like i love mondays now i like you know i do my training and then i have like an hour where i just catch up on all the all, all my all my serials. you know it's <laughs> you're, you're the, the anti
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no we we have um we've we've done two uh, Jose books um on this podcast the v- v- Jellyfish right? Yeah, Princess Jellyfish mm-hmm. and then Chihara which is very similar to the mahjong comic uh where it's about <laughs> right. a it's about a a competitive card game that um it's like a traditional card game um, and it's the same yeah there's like there's uh, I think 20 volumes at least of it and it's the same question when I, we were first getting into like the first volume and it was like how is there 20 volumes of this you know story <laughs> about playing a, a card game where you know but yeah it's 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 amazing what what the you know the manga the monk I apologize mangaka yeah mangaka um yeah, no, it, I said
2: manga for, for many months yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. probably flip back to it I think it is like a thing whatever you grew up saying exactly yeah, it's hard for people to, to to adjust to the correct way of saying it
0: yeah. um
2: i don't know if you listened to the episode most recently i think uh, connor and i did an episode of serious issues where yes. they finally read um akagi the um the mahjong manga and um <laughs> there is one arc that was being published for longer than connor has been alive wow <laughs> and amazing. it is one game of mahjong which That's takes amazing. place over one night <laughs>
0: that's awesome i yeah i remember you talking about that and i that's on my list that is my that's a future read and (laughs) oh yeah and it's and it
2: hasn't been translated like officially um so the only way to read it is to uh read this fan translation that was done by a a guy who has now renounced all of his translation work um uh, because he is a born-again Christian and he believes that Akagi is, represents one of the many devils on his shoulder and he also has written blog posts about how uh, Pokemon are demons and what? yeah this, uh, yeah it's great wow I love this, yeah
1: remember we talked about the people who wanted to kill Remina because the person yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Wow. Um.
0: Uh, well, thank you very much um, I, for uh, sharing that with us. Yeah, definitely. Thank well. you. <laughs> um, and, okay, well, um, speaking of manga and right. getting into it, I think it's time for our main course, Hell which yeah. this week, uh, it was chosen by Levins, and it is Candy Flurry by uh, Ipan Takaguchi and Santa Mitarashi. Um, and it's uh, we, we did the uh, first two chapters, which is are the only two chapters at this time of recording. Yeah,
2: that was very on, on purpose. I wanted to pick, you know, obviously talking <laughs> yeah. about series that have run for thousands of chapters. I wanted to pick uh, a really, really easy to get into one that you can actually read for free now. You don't even need to download the app. You can just go to viz.com and they have, mm-hmm. you can read the, the first two chapters there for free. Uh, if if, you, if you've never read a, uh, a Shonen manga and you want to read one that is like, like cute and clever, and um, like I don't know, it could, it could, this could be awful. This could be really good, but then they dump it in because that's you know, manga is also not safe, completely safe from uh, cancellations like superhero comics. It, mm-hmm. it, it can also something you love can suddenly okay. disappear. But uh, hey, come take a take a chance. Come read this uh, this new manga series. Was my thoughts.
0: Nice and yeah, it I definitely we'll we'll get into it in a second, but yeah, it was it was a surprise what what it was too, um, but. Speaking of, if you'd like to give us a, uh, a quick rundown about what the story is about.
2: Um, let's, let's all do it together because- as Okay, I know from sounds good. The
0: podcast, I am
2: shocking at remembering what happened in, in books. <laughs> um, but this in this is... world of Candy Flurry, we, uh, we have, um, we've been introduced to, we're introduced to a, a girl who at the beginning of the uh, chapter uh, says how much she loves lollipops mm-hmm. and that she gets them when she's done something r- right as a reward. Uh, and then you have turned the page, and she is wielding an enormous lollipop over her head and fight, using it to fight a a, a monstrous woman who looks to be made out of cakes. Yes, uh, and she asks, "This is what you use a, use a lollipop for, right?"
3: Um,
2: <laughs> you guys remember what the name of that character is? Uh,
0: um, excuse the tr- excuse the pronunciation, um, but it's Sumugi. Is the T S U M U G I?
2: Sumugi, yeah, great. Um, and uh, she, basically that in this world um, there was a limited edition um, candy that came out called toy toy candy mm-hmm. uh, and anyone who ate it they've developed a unique uh, sweets based power um, which allows t- people to like basically like you know do superpowers where they create a giant version of the sweets they ate and they can use it to you know I guess fight with um, but so everyone weaponizes their new, new abilities and um, Many years in the past, uh, Tokyo was reduced to rubble by a lollipop user. Now, one of the rules that they establish in this uh, universe is that you can only have, only one person can have one suite as their superpower. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, that our main character is a, is a lollipop wielder, um, she, we, everyone would suspect that she is uh, the person who, who reduced Tokyo to rubble um, if she was to out herself. So she's living in the shadows and um uh she basically we, we, we meet someone who works uh in the uh, like a police division whose sole job it is to track down candy users um and she is forced to save his life and in doing so reveals that she is a lollipop user and he's like well now i have to bring you in and she escapes um but basically like you know she's like i, I need to prove to you my innocence i, I i'm 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 i might be a lollipop user but i'm not the one who destroyed tokyo Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and that's
0: kind of what happens in the first two chapters right
3: yeah yeah yeah. uh, perfect
0: excellent excellent recap and so Mm -hmm. um speaking of the um of the 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 character who's basically i forget the name of the of the cop force the police force but um masaki i believe was the name of, of the little boy um, I love the trope yeah. of like the series, the one serious character and the one kind of more flighty character. He's definitely yeah. the serious character who doesn't take anything as a joke. Um, <laughs> I the imagery in this com- in this comic. I I absolutely that one page that you you mentioned where all of a sudden it's this giant lollipop and she's smacking the hell out of a cake lady. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. uh, that so I knew this was Shonen and I know Shonen usually ends up you know being like fighting and like and there's combat and but i was not expecting it and the fact that it was just like wow like like giant lollipop mallets you know like like that. Yeah, yeah and and the way that the the way it's drawn it's just like i was like oh this is this is for me this is gonna be a fun comic to read so uh definitely definitely enjoyed it
2: yeah there's there's been a bit of a movement recently for i mean not recently in the last few years we're seeing a lot um less familiar um uh shonen manga protagonists um uh, it's like from like you know i guess you know when you, when you think of luffy from one piece um and naruto and and uh, and uh goku from dragon ball z they're just you know dumb idiots who want to be strong and and help people and that's kind of like all the almost all those characters can, can be summed summed up in that way. And um, so many protagonists in Shonen Jump, obviously a magazine predominantly for boys, even though it has a large female readership, the mm-hmm. protagonists are mostly male. Yes. Um, and uh, there has been several um, pretty high profile um, uh, releases um, from stuff like um, The Promised Neverland, um, uh, which had a, a female protagonist, um, and other series where yeah, like we are starting to see even like, just like, you know, less uh, archetype, like just difference in their personalities for, for, for the protagonists. And uh, yeah, we have uh, a female protagonist in this candy flurry one. Um, and then I guess that her foil is, is a dude, um, <laughs> which is, it's a cool little, like, you know, w- w- to, to see like the, the annoying rulemaking one be the guy is, is, is a fun little point of difference for, for what we normally see in, uh, in, in dumb stories like these.
3: I
1: thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm very emotionally invested in the pig dog that was on the street. Um, (laughs) uh, is it Sue? I'm, I'm really sorry. Sumugi Sumugi. um, she's kind of bitchy in the beginning and she's very into herself, which when I'm, when I was reading it, I was like, oh gosh, I'm not going to like her. But then like, she does, there's these little instances of like kindness that she does where you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. She's actually a good person it's just she's using whatever she has to get ahead i guess is the they way can't to be it. a hero
2: from the very start no they know. can't yeah, so. but sure. no
1: the pig dog was really cool and i do like and i i did like the fact that i wasn't expecting that to i mean like i i don't i know viz i don't know why i thought it wasn't going to be what it was but i was totally thrown for a loop i had a good time reading it and I was very grateful that it was so short because I'm like oh good my little attention span can really hang with this one it was good
2: I yeah I mean that's like the the beauty of the of the series yes. it's like series like these it's 20 20 pages that's how long mm-hmm. the chapter is um and uh, miraculously uh, you know the artists are able to churn them out weekly yeah um and I, I hope they have okay conditions <laughs> but, uh, that, that's a, that's the one thing that, that that weighs on me as I as I indulge in uh in in, in manga. But, uh, yeah i'd I'd love getting that that update every single week
0: yeah and actually that kind of brings up a question i i have for you um you're 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 right now the um the expert of of manga on this podcast
2: (laughs) and until uh... until you have connor on connor's (laughs) Connor's who i turn to for all my uh, for, for a minute the only thing i read that they hadn't was um akagi and now uh, now i don't even have that above them so
0: <laughs> definitely hoping to have them on soon but but uh, as of right now so I'm, um, i am um i'm one of those people who are, were born into anime and mm-hmm. um, and basically all of the the manga series i can name were once anime or were adapted into anime and um, and um so i'm used to the to the the creators of of manga being just one person and this one has an artist and and a writer that are separate is that is that normal is that becoming more normal nowadays because of like the workload or
2: uh yeah yeah i mean like even um uh like the guy who who did uh toriyama sorry the guy who did uh naruto he his most recent series samurai eight was um written by him with a new artist and then the guy who does dragon ball toriyama he just writes now he has an artist that works with with him um but yeah a lot of series even like my hero academia that's a that's a writer and artist combo i think it is like i feel for the artists (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's definitely the harder job of the two of them um but yeah they'll they'll have um assistants as well to do all the background imagery and stuff like that
1: oh cool Um, yeah when, when uh, I,
2: we, I, look, I assume that not all manga artists are living in a cage.
0: Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, When we read um, Princess Jellyfish, one of the characters in the house um, wrote a boys' love um, manga, and um, and they would have all of a sudden the deadline, and everyone in the house would have to then take a page and like help draw the page. <laughs> right? Yeah, I've so, got to read
2: that. I've got to read that series. It, yeah, it that was.
0: It was, it was a, I was really surprised. It was. It was really good. It was my first. It was funny because if you look at my favorite comics i'm i'm like a jose super fan who's never read jose (laughs) (laughs) because because some of my favorite comics and we were kind of joking about it on last season on on the podcast it's like it's like oh yeah like even though this is a u.s book like a map to the sun was like one of my favorite comics last week in our last year and that that was a that's jose book even though it was written by a u.s writer and artist so yeah so but um so yeah no and that that i can i'm glad um i actually kind of sad when you said that kira toriyama is no longer drawing um i'm a huge corner Sugar fan and so i think
2: i think they, they did a lot of work on the um um most recent dragon quest game
0: oh no nice. yes they yes yeah, they yeah, did yeah,
2: yeah. but I yeah. Think, yeah the 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 because the, they yeah, dragon ball is monthly now and yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different artist
0: <laughs> okay but it's it's amazing like you said before it's amazing that these comics are kind of in the same story arc um from you know 30 40 years ago yeah yeah and you know i mean because yeah like batman and superman been around for 80 plus years but it's not the same batman or superman (laughs) it's
2: no totally yeah i kind of i wish there was just like one like you know i i I, I wish i enjoyed savage dragon more because that is like yeah yeah, that is a, a series that you know started 300 and something issues ago and it's still going and the characters age in real time I love that it's so cool and it really feels like you're you're experiencing an entire life with that with those characters um and I realized that you know there, there are realistic uh things to take in with in, in terms of publishing that, that that you know not everyone can do that with their stories but uh, the psychical nature of of Western superhero comics can get a little bit taxing sometimes. Yeah. I can keep up with with most X Men books. I'm a little bit behind at the moment, but I will catch up on all the that that at the moment uh, that, awesome. that soon. But I mean, it's still overwhelming, you know. Like
0: it is. Yeah. But I'm a huge fan of the Hickman X Men Hickman Hoxie Um But um, so yeah, no, same thing. And uh, I the only thing that kind of keeps coming to my mind besides like Savage Dragon, is like Usagi Yujimbo it's definitely oh, love it, it
2: but but i mean even not you know sansakai is japanese yeah that, that is living in america true. Yeah.
0: so therefore yeah the, yeah that's where he gets his uh his influence from which is great because like um growing up i always thought that he was a teenage mutant ninja turtle character because he was in one episode yeah, he,
2: of... i had the, i had the figure
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so and so it was great to find out wait not only is this not a tmnt character well, nothing wrong with that but not only is is it not but it's awesome that he's also like th- been doing this comic you know solo for so long so uh, I, um i was going through
2: my old books the other day and i found the first ever usagi book i read was called space usagi and it's a sci-fi spin-off um it is so good and i haven't read it since i was a teenager and i found it and i think i'm going to read it and i and if, i think it's one that i think archie would enjoy too i so,
0: I actually yeah. have something uh, very positive to add to that. Um, that space Asagi is, is what they are adapting, but our Netflix is adapting into a cartoon. What? I didn't know they were doing that. Yeah, they are. Oh, um, That's great. I, I think it was supposed to come out this year, but you know, twenty, you know, COVID. But um, so I yeah. think it's it's coming out next year. But yeah, uh, what space, what's, what's um, the
2: studios
0: doing it. Yeah, yeah, because like um, I remember like some some people were like, oh, this why aren't they doing regular sake jimpō? It's like, well you know space is pretty cool too so don't yeah, yeah you know the fact that we're getting in the usagi cartoon is fine with me <laughs> you know like do what do what you will oh it's uh, called
2: uh, what it's called samurai rabbit the usagi chronicles and it's described as a comedy action series yes <laughs> i don't know if i know and it's cgi uh i'm having loved a rabbit-based cgi anime in uh, in beast stars last year i'm open <laughs> to it but uh yeah okay <laughs> Hopefully, it won't be too. Bad. Hopefully, it'll have
0: uh, better animation um, value uh, than uh, Invincible, but you know oh, so. it's it's uh,
2: James Wan's production company. Oh, nice! They're doing it. Okay, cool.
0: Excited. And, that...
2: and then a a Mumbai-based studio called Eighty Eight Pictures. They're doing the CGI. Oh,
0: okay, oh, I'm perfect.
2: Tentatively interested, <laughs> uh, but, but that, that comic is very good.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I've never read it, but I've I love Darwin huh. from it. So. Okay,
2: sorry, Brian. Here's another out loud. Unlike its source material, where the comics in where the comics take place in the past, the show takes place in the future and does not focus on the main character Miyamoto Asagi. Isn't it Asagi your Jimbo? Isn't that his full name? Oh uh, no, uh, no, your is no, is of course he's, he's, uh, he's a warrior. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That <laughs> doesn't make
0: me too happy. It's it's like adding the. The the char- like just most recently like Mortal Kombat like what the non Johnny Cage Johnny Cage character <laughs> like yeah well we don't need that like like just use the characters in the story
2: well actually and funnily enough Atomic Monster uh, produced Mortal Kombat
0: oh, oh. so
2: <laughs> 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 and
0: uh, kind of tepid uh, on, on that yeah. so okay You're well right. <laughs> back to, back to uh, Candy Flurry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um but yeah uh, i you know uh, we it was you know just two chapters uh, it's but um it, i've the fact that there's a mystery in the in the story um you know the the whole light pop user like you know they developed kind of like what the world's built what the world is built on you know like how there's only one user per per suite and um but but then but then there was another lollipop user so it totally breaks its own rules to create a mystery and i think that's a pretty ingenious idea definitely yeah no and i have a silly question i just thought of so if you were going to be a sweets user what sweet do you think it would be
2: Uh, i mean lollipops is pretty good because it is like it is the most weapon-like Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? How about I'll, I'll choose a type of lollipop and that is the uh, um, much-missed slide whistle um, lollipop.
0: <laughs> we call them
2: melody chups in Australia. Did you, yes. did you have that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we, I think it was called the same thing as well
2: here. So, I've have, so I have I can wield it like a sword, um, which can extend too because you have the sliding part. Mm-hmm. And then I can also play it um, uh, <laughs> like, a, like a flute, and serenade <laughs> or, or play the brown note. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i nice. nice. love it how about, how about you carrie um, on the spot too. <laughs>
1: so i w- i love chocolate i want to do something with chocolate where i can drown a motherfucker in melted hot chocolate i think that'd be great it'd be a delicious death i would stun them into it and if they do shit their pants i don't have to see it because it mixes with the chocolate <laughs>
0: I, don't know. <laughs> don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would go Pop Rocks like the exploding oh, <laughs> oh, and, and have like a hose or something so that I can just one giant pop rock and just get it wet and just have it just pop that's so great.
2: <laughs> oh that'll be I, I, that's a great one to show up in the i think of all the ones we said i think that would be the one that would be, be the most fun in a manga series
1: or you can Someone shove that, it in their mouth yeah. and have it explode their stomach
0: That would <laughs> <laughs> have our our team up with the soda uh person having a sort oh, yeah, the, per- the, the
2: diet coke and mentos yeah the
0: evil team That's <laughs> yeah that'd be great um but yeah so no um oh yeah overall definitely uh i'm gonna keep up with this uh, yeah as, it was it a fun thing
2: yeah look it's a, it's a bit of fun and that is exactly what is so good about shonen jump and a mm-hmm. lot of the, the series i love definitely transcend the bit of fun category um but the ones that are just a bit of fun, that little chapter of escapism, that's uh, what is so good about the app. So highly recommend it. Well, thank you. No, that's
0: a good recommendation, thank you. For thank you. To, the, to the show, definitely.
2: But now, uh, Brian has recently been generous enough to let me um, log into uh, your Amazon uh, Comixology Unlimited account, because Comixology Unlimited isn't available in Australia.
3: Oh and
2: man, there is so much good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Like entire series of manga oh that's awesome um that, um that kodansha publish um so i'm gonna read uh once i fi- once i re- finished my, my 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 for the rest of the, the next few months is jojo's bizarre adventure i have uh two more volumes to go um and then uh i have to to read all of berserk and then <laughs> uh, i'm going to uh start a, a manga called space brothers that is cool a really that i'm very excited for
0: very, very cool. So I'm not completely altruistic because I my plan is to kind of piggyback. If I see you, you, you put something onto the app, I'm probably gonna <laughs> read, read it too. So it's a good way to get good recommendations. Yeah, no, for sure.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, already, I mean, I, I talked about it on a recent episode of um, Serious Issues, but if you have, I, I think all you need to read this for free is, pro, you know, for, for the subscription you're already paying for is to be a Prime member of Amazon. And you can read a series called Beck, which is a, um, a series about a, a high school kid who starts a band. And it's one of the greatest things that I've ever read. And uh, you can read it all for whatever you're paying for Prime or Kindle or, or Comixology Unlimited. I'm pretty sure it's free on all of those. So I, definitely read that.
0: No, I've watched the anime. Um, oh, great. I, yeah. And so I... I'm, the anime uh,
2: stops okay. just before it gets really good.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. I remember, I remember kind of feeling kind of kind of empty towards the end of that because it was like yeah i, I, I do vaguely remember it was it was like 20 years ago when i i checked it out so that um,
1: doesn't stand for a black-eyed kid does it
0: i don't think so okay no, no, no,
2: it, yep because that's uh, like a B- b-e-c-k and it's, um okay. they start a band that uh, that they they sign to an American label and they get unknowingly named Mongolian Chop Squad. Oh, oh my means, gosh. Which means nothing to them. And like oh, man, it's, it's a very funny, very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, totally. And no no relation to uh our favorite loser slash uh, <laughs> no, <my idolatry. laughs> yes, Oh no, wait, really? <laughs> yeah, Beck can't see <laughs> it, oh, unfortunately. Man. Oh man, yeah, I, I saw
2: I think I saw Beck play live um just before he got super boring, so it was like when Sea Change came out. That was the last tour I saw. And, Actually, um, that and, was
0: the last time I saw him too. And
2: then, then the time he came back to Australia um, was just when he just put out those weird albums that sounded like someone doing like a cover version of Beck. And Yeah, um, he just he didn't move while he performed. It was really it was a bummer. That's why I, I was wow. really
0: surprised how great the Scott Pilgrim versus the World music is because it kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound. I mean, it kind of sounds Beckish, but it doesn't. Maybe that's why it yeah, sounds Threshold's better. Yeah, a great song. Yeah. So, I, well, have you talked about
2: that yet? I, you just you just saw the re-release of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, huh?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I watched it for the um, that, my second and a half time.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: and yeah, it, yeah. I definitely uh, I enjoyed it the most this time on on the big screen. Um, I, I tried once watching it on an airplane. And sometimes airplanes don't agree with watching any, something, mm-hmm. something that you would normally love. It's just like, you know, I think just watching on a, a smaller screen and, and not being in the comfortable place where you can kind of just lounge, you know, it, it kind of affects the watching. So I actually ended up turning that off and watching Hellboy the Golden Army. <laughs>
2: oh god that's so much worse yeah i hate that movie man (laughs) yeah so i tried watching that for my friend alexi's podcast total reboot Mm -hmm. before last and we had to turn it off it was so okay
1: wait a minute stop right there you're friends with alexi
2: yeah yeah of course (laughs) i've been on the podcast a bunch of times yeah
1: god damn it
2: (laughs) i knew i had nerves are you are you a big uh finding drago fan
1: yeah and i'm like I super fangirl over alexi i just think he's one of the best people in the world so
2: yeah he really wow. he, he did it he did an episode of uh of serious issues which is a controversial episode <laughs> because uh look you're gonna have to listen okay yeah
1: i'm i'm invested i'm gonna find that episode and listen to it
0: if, remember the the hey fam uh episode that he's been on recently as well or, or <laughs> oh, yeah, it, he, he, he watched
2: all four hours of uh of the snyder cut like, oh yes yes he'd never oh, seen okay. any of the justice league before and, uh, <laughs> god that is a miserable four hours but i was happy to happy to be there the highlight of the movie was when our pizzas rocked up <laughs> i mean I'd, I'd been dieting so i hadn't had pizza in in like I think two and a half months or something like that oh wow and i i was like i wonder how much pizza i'll be able to eat and i I definitely ate more than more than one and a half myself was right.
0: nice. there, there was no uh, ninja turtle scene in another right no, unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to tell you about that.
2: Okay,
0: um, but yeah, um, no, uh, and then yeah, I'm actually um, was was very happy to hear Alexia um, talk about that because I, I, I also like listening to Angus because these are movie guys and that movie is something a lot to unpack. <laughs>
2: so, not a good yeah yeah. Man, I was uh, I I I just did did a podcast yesterday with um. Uh, mr sunday movies who does weekly Planet, mm-hmm. and um he liked it yeah <laughs> i just yeah i just I mean, was, like, yeah it's, it's i love that someone did but it's i think he's the only like friend of mine who enjoyed it that's <laughs> funny
0: you get disowned on <laughs> but no i um i've never watched i've never seen the original and i refuse to watch the the remake so i'm just living vicariously through everyone who's seen it <laughs> You know but um but no i actually listened to that episode of all the small games uh this morning and um funny funny thing that it, it evoked in me right um this is a, a quick brian story okay. uh <laughs> so um i'm I'm old. I got into the internet like around 94, 95. Um, I had a GeoCities um, <laughs> website. That was my first website. That was it like was- my
2: favorite thing to do at, at the school library at lunchtime was to make GeoCities websites. <laughs>
0: and so this was a this was Bry Beats, like Brian and oh, Beat. Yeah. Bry Beats oh, fab tribute to the Beatles cuz I I'm a, I've been a Beatles fan all my life but I was kind of obsessed when i was in you know year 10 year nine of of school and i was so i created my own beatles fan page and i was like oh this is going to be the best beatles fan page everyone's going to go to because i have a huge collection of beatles midi files oh my God. <laughs> and i'm gonna have them all over my thing and everyone's gonna come to my website because they're gonna have the beatles midi files this is before mp3s and everything like that so yeah, yeah it's like this is like the only way you could get like full songs and so yeah you you have the all the small things um midi as the as a eight song.
2: bit yeah eight bit versions of, uh, yeah. of uh, all those small things yeah
0: yeah and so so um but i think because that came out a lot late, like a little bit later than when I was doing the Beatles stuff, and and you played the smells like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. It's shocking. Um, it's so bad. Too. It is <laughs> and, James, James
2: mentioned his favorite band
0: was Nirvana. Maybe. <laughs> I, I... I because that was the era when I was trying to find MIDI files. I kind of remember some hearing something similar like that before, so it brought back this whole memory of me thinking that the fact that I have Octopus's Garden on a MIDI file was gonna yeah, make yeah. Uh, my, my <laughs> website the best website ever. There's something
2: so special about a chip tune emulation of a vo- of a voice like yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. There's, a, there's a Beatles comic um called the fifth beetle which uh dark yes. published which is really good
0: oh yeah i i it's, uh,
2: it's all about george martin I,
0: I i read it um a little while ago and uh no I was, I was a big fan and um there's another there's one that just came out recently called paul is dead and it's basically kind of like a what if paul was actually dead not just like the the rumor that fans created and um like what what did the uh what did the Beatles have to do to cover that that one of their main members oh, of their band oh. died? Essentially, it's like a kind of, kind of speculative fiction kind of hmm. story. Is it good? Um, I've read a little bit of it, I've read the whole thing yet, but it the art's great, and yeah, I, I, I might, it's definitely something that's it's very interesting. I could turn any podcast into a Beatles podcast, <laughs> yeah, you. that's great. No, I
2: mean, yeah, m- most most AFM episodes end up with a little bit of Beatles talking, though. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think because. We listen to because whenever we, we, I drive anywhere, like but for like you know, it's gonna be like an hour, two hour trip. We always listen to a couple of Beatles albums, um, and uh, yeah, Abbey Road is always what we listen to as we come home. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That... Yeah, I just I, there's so many incredible moments on that on that album that I just like definitely my wife and I are always like no this is definitely the best Beatles album nothing beats this
0: album <laughs> like the old the only low I have for the album is uh Maxwell Silverhammer that's the only one right
2: I, I like it because it's so weirdly dark <laughs> it,
0: it is um have you ever seen the Bee Gees Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie
2: the Bee Gees one
0: Bg's Gees made the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie and oh, wow it has a part with Steve Martin in it and he plays Maxwell from Maxwell Silver Hammer and they oh. do they do that song with him like killing people with a hammer That's it's great. so <laughs> weird yeah Bee Gees Steve Martin Beatles you would never expect it um Earth Wind and Fire is in the movie as well so oh okay yeah I've yeah.
2: been listening to a lot of them lately actually um, I love them yeah what's his name uh who, who wrote Easy Lover um with with Phil Collins um Oh. Phil Phil, Kel, Phil he's he's a guy from Earth Wind and Fire that went on mm-hmm. to have a solo career and he he, he co-wrote uh, his 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 main album is produced by Phil Collins and they, they did Easy Lover together.
0: Oh, that's awesome. He was wind.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of uh, Captain Planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, weirdly, uh, the only song on uh, on Abbey Road that I skipped is Come Together just because oh. I've, I've, I've heard it way too many times yeah. and I associate it with Justice League. <laughs>
0: okay I mean, there
2: was like a shitty dubstep rock version of it in the trailer
0: oh my god what yeah <laughs> i remember that um i i definitely watched that trailer and yeah <laughs> maybe one, one of the reasons why i decided not to watch the movie um that's so funny but yeah oh well so i guess i have to to bring the uh the podcast back on its rails a little bit um we've already kind of talked about our discussion already um so maybe this will just be really quick um i kind of um, I kind of wanted to have a quick uh, roundtable with you um, in regards to the transition between being a, either a, a Western comics reader and getting into manga or other other uh, Eastern comics, um, or vice versa. Like being primarily a manga, like kind of what what to look out for, as well as like any recommendations. Like if if like if you're if if you're into into like Western like superhero comics, what would you recommend someone like to dip their toes into manga? Like what what would you recommend? I mean, if if you
2: just want to dip your toe in and not really submerge yourself, mm-hmm. um, I would get a Junji Ito book. Um, I would get Uzumaki. Um, I think is a is a great starting point for, for Junji Ito. Um and then I would try to think of like shorter. Manga series that you could read. I mean, maybe you could get um, uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, the manga mm-hmm. that um, uh, was written before the movie came out. Uh, that's, that's beautiful and there's a great hardcover uh, edition of that you can get too. Um, but I mean, all, all, all roads lead to one piece for me. Um, I think it is something that every comics fan should read at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you start, and I know this seems like an insane thing to say, once you hit issue 100 the next (laughs) 900 will just fly by there are moments in that first 100 where you're like hey i think this is this is good this is pretty fun this is i'm enjoying this but then it gets it goes from good to great so quick um and then the rest of it is just an absolute blur and then you there like there are moments in my life like it all happened that that one three-month period i attach so many places that i were was at the time I, I remember i dj'd a wedding and i had to um i had like five hours between setting up and when the actual wedding started because of the venue um like opening times and i just i just read one like like you know i read a hundred chapters of one piece during it and i just remember that oh that was when i read this arc and like what, what a great, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I read like I, I i finished the thriller bark arc while I got I got to Archie's school early to pick him up so I could have ten minutes so I could finish the I don't know just like weird little things <laughs> like that. <laughs> the time. I don't, do you have like for, for me a lot of my holidays like I read all of Powers by um, Brian Bendis and mm-hmm. um, Michael Amy. Um I read that when I was in Naples, and so I just always associate like that with what I was reading when I was in Naples. And oh, like, that's yeah, cool. I have like and, and then like yeah I read all of um, Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force. Um, on a flight to um to to Paris like I, I have and then uh, on the way back I read um uh what's the big event with the the lanterns of death that Jeff Johns wrote oh the, Blackest Night Blackest Night I read yes. that on the way back yeah
0: <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah, good,
2: I, good I I think when you when you are reading long-form stuff um, with so many like crazy, you know, emotional and dramatic moments that, that Shonen Munger so uh, frequently has. I think, yeah, you do like, oh, that's where I was when I read this thing. And, mm-hmm. and I think being able to, having, reading it on an iPad is, is so essential, I think. Or, you know, if, if you are, if you can read it on your phone or whatever, because that means you can take it everywhere and, and you, you can, you know, go out and sit on a bench and read it for a while or, you know, take a longer train ride than you normally would just so you can read more. I, I
0: do things like that all the time <laughs> no, that's awesome I totally get that um i yeah i i read digitally as well and and that is the way to go and, and it's it's one of the few times where you're kind of like i hope someone's late <laughs> <laughs> <You>
3: no <know? laughs>
0: like i like oh yeah, yeah 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 be like be be a half hour hour late it's fine yeah, that's yeah, great i got like 40 more chapters to read so it's yeah uh, uh, i
2: know i can never say his last name Urasawa um mm-hmm. he uh he did like monster and um 20th century boys but he has a relatively short series called pluto um which is one of my favorites and one of siobhan's favorites so uh, that thing that, that, that's a great lo- slightly longer series uh, to to read is your first uh one of your first manga series to pick up
0: awesome very very cool and now if you were more in so obviously i think Jinji either would be kind of something you would recommend to somebody who's not really into superhero comics also like that would be you know more for your like indie book people um, is there any yeah, other yeah. other kind of smaller series
2: uh yeah all of Urasawa's stuff um yeah all, all, like yeah monster pluto 20th century boys they're all oh, yes. Fantastic. yes yeah yeah and then uh, he also has a, a more recent one that just started um that is really good called uh, uh I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's got a blue cover and there's a very cute little girl on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. He's all of his stuff is so good. Um, uh, it's called why won't you show up? Uh, Not who knows <laughs> who knows what it's called. Asadora, <laughs> there we go. Asadora is what it's called. Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's that that just the the first volume of that just came out through Viz and it's very very worth picking up. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't go head first into the into the mahjong manga as your as your first.
0: <laughs> Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I think um I remember you mentioning a rugby uh manga and I like <laughs> I, I like union rugby and I was like, this is gonna be it. And I'm like, I I read the first couple of pages on like I need to read something else.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it, like, uh, it was called like Wolf Wolf Boys or something like that. Yeah. Um, Wolf, I don't know what it was called, Yeah, but that, that didn't last. I, mean, I think they, they canceled it after 30 chapters. Oh. <laughs> but that's, I mean, they're really, like I, I want to read more um, like sports manga. Um, I'd love, I, I still haven't read Slam Dunk and I know that's something I need to read at some point. Um, and uh, even Haikyuu, um, I've never, I haven't read all of that. So um, that, like, sports manga is something I'm, I need to cross off my list.
0: So um, now going the other way, like if you're into like sports manga, and you want to start reading kind of other other comics like you know that are more kind of Western base, um, I would like to say we have covered it before. Uh, Dragon Hoops by Gino and Yang. Um, oh yeah, cool. Great. Would be fantastic, as well as as I previously mentioned, A Map to the Sun, which is uh, basically about a, a high school girls' basketball team,
2: and. Um, I'm a big fan of Fence as well. Yes, Fence. Yes,
0: I I I love Fence. Uh, Darcy not so much when we were talking about it. I
2: think yeah, because Darcy's read tons of sports manga, which probably do does what Fence is trying to do. Yes, like, in better detail. Um, she, she
0: she was complaining about the textures, <laughs> like okay, all right, yes. <laughs> you know, not what I get
2: but uh, I. I think a lot of the boombox books are definitely... Like, you can tell that the people who create those series have read a lot of manga instead of just superhero comics, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, definitely. Um, and even, like, I, I just started reading Backstagers. I was um, going to say,
2: Backstage is my favorite boombox book by far. Yeah,
0: so. it, I I just started... It was just funny because I love James Tinian and I, I just never... Bothered. The first, third,
2: second, third, or fourth,
0: James. Taylor. Um. <laughs> yeah, <actually. laughs> no, no. Um. Yeah. Uh, I love, like, yeah. Something is killing the children. Um. Even his, um, his detective run from a few years ago, right after rebirth, was great. I oh, had
2: some great moments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm a huge Tim fan when it comes to Robin so I, I that was my book so as well as uh, first, I,
2: second third or fourth Robin yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Robin the fourth or oh, no well, Robin the, the third. third yes yes and then also um Cassie was in that as well um Batgirl and I I'm a yep. huge Cassie technically the third right because um Huntress was, yeah. was was Batgirl for a hot minute you know, yeah. during No yeah. Man's Land. Wow, I feel very nerdy right now. <laughs> I could just hey, No Man's
2: Land, my favorite Batman. Uh, Greg Rucka, my uh, my favorite Batman writer, and mm-hmm. um, No Man's Land, maybe my favorite Batman
0: series. Okay. That's what got me back into comics was No Man's Land. Um, I, I I read every once in a while, and w- but then in high school I got kind of too cool for comics, and then when I graduated, I I went back, and like my friend at the time was like. Brian, like they killed Gotham City, <laughs> like, like <laughs> it's destroyed. Like, there was You're a like plague. my favorite character, the city of Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> so dynamic, and, then I'm like, oh, oh, and, and I was like, That's pretty awesome. So, actually, my first books I got back into comics was the last like story arc in No Man's Land with, right. the, with the Joker and the baby, and and yeah. And so, so <laughs> I, I don't want to. Spoil it, but yeah um so that I'm like hooked I'm me trying, i'm
2: trying to like wheel my chair back as far as i can to try and find something i, I have the <laughs> official novelization of uh, of no man's land by greg rucker
0: i read that too <laughs> i have it in paperback yes I, I i read that a few years ago yeah it's it's pretty good uh, it's, hey, wouldn't you like your comics
2: have less pictures in them <laughs> yes <definitely. laughs> read um, the
0: novelization do you want to hear you want to hear the funniest novelization i've ever read um final crisis
2: oh wow i've read, I've read the <laughs> novelization of final crisis oh i do not envy the person who had to write that who
0: did, who wrote that wow. I, i'm not sure who wrote it it was definitely not grant morrison <laughs> So, so funny.
2: Oh, that, that goes against everything grant morrison stands for i'm sure yeah, exactly
0: but yeah so uh, i yeah i've read that and i think i've read the countdown to final crisis as well um, they
2: made a novelization of both that's great yeah
0: because you know the, the two hot dc recommendations you know that everyone always says to read <laughs> especially countdown <laughs> I mean, the, 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 greg cox
2: is the is who, who was put in charge of uh, adapting So, he, and greg Cox, greg cox is uh, on, on the uh, on the front cover of the final crisis novelization it says author of 52 and countdown <laughs> which means he wrote the novelizations for those
0: too. as well yeah <laughs> uh, it, the, funny um but yeah i uh, yeah the novelizations can be hit in this <laughs> definitely <laughs> <Obviously>, um <yeah. laughs> i'm a huge uh star wars um expanded universe novelization uh, sure. fan yeah so that's where i think that's why i wanted to start reading like the bc comics stuff as well because you know like i was like oh it, it worked for star wars why won't it work for uh mm-hmm. comics but yeah you know, i liked pretty. a lot
2: of um and i feel like that none of the newer um, star wars comics um have hit the same highs for me i liked a lot of the expanded universe dark Horse star wars comics mm-hmm. um i loved um uh the john ostrander run that he did for star wars mm-hmm. yes that. Uh, yes okay. oh, uh, and i i and i always i always tell angus like you got to read it and he's like no i don't i don't fuck with expanded universe shit I'm like oh, whatever dude like, it's <laughs> like the same, same thing like it, it, bad batch is still expanded universe nonsense as well you know just because they call it canon doesn't make it any like
0: he's (laughs) gonna hate my uh my shirt that i'm gonna wear tomorrow it's gonna be star wars day tomorrow for us here and it's a jaina solo (laughs) shirt (laughs) so so what was his what was his deal jaina solo um it's it's one of han and and leia's uh twins uh jason and jaina solo and uh definitely when the the birth of uh ben ben solo just you know basically killed the chance of having a Jane and say oh my god jayna and uh, jason so jay and, uh, silent, Solar. Yeah, <laughs> jay and silent solo <laughs> yeah exactly. you know. which is funny because um jason's story arc is very similar to oh. to ben's so they kind of they kind of ripped off the the expanded <laughs> universe in a way so it's funny but yeah that uh, one,
2: legacy is the it's a series i was trying to think of from the
0: uh, oh yes yes uh, and uh, remember reading that that was like the only um that one and uh and the x-wing uh dark horse oh yes it's fantastic yeah, yeah. but currently uh, huge uh, dr afro fan still re- reading oh, is it still going that's great. yes it is a uh, new new writer but but still fantastic yeah okay cool all right that's a good recommendation thank you um But yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, sorry. I, we've hit a few tangents here.
2: That's great. (laughs) Who are you apologizing to? Definitely not me. If you listen to my podcast.
0: (laughs) You know, unless you have anything else to add. Uh, in regards to to manga getting into it and rec- recommendations, um, read
2: one face, The end. <laughs> yes. that's, I, and that's, I'm saying that directly to you. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I will take that because I've been meaning to to read that as well. I I love the character designs. Um, the you know, um, I I love the kind of the mixture of like like hip trendy fashion meets pirate. You know. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I do like it's 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 a very clever take on superpowers in a way because it's like what it's like a tree or like fruit that gives yeah. people powers. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, I've been getting really into food comics lately too, so that kind of kind of goes in there as well. Yeah. Leave that a miss, yeah, <laughs> so, perfect. Uh, is one is one of the characters a, a chef? Like,
2: yes, yeah, Sanji. Yeah, y- yes. yes, I got I got a few Sanji figures around. Nice, cool. So,
0: Okay, that's awesome well uh i think that might be everything then for for today's episode um before i get into the last part here uh Levins, um where can everyone find you uh anything you want to plug
2: yeah so uh you can find me on twitter instagram facebook and other social platforms um at levdog dog l-e-v-d-a-w-g and uh, i have a couple podcasts um hey fam is one of them that's like pop culture and comedy um, every single week. Um, and then uh, Serious Issues is a comic book podcast that comes out sporadically, maybe 10 episodes a year. Um, I, I'm trying, uh, my, my aim is to play is one called All of the Small Games, which is a, a podcast about indie games that I host with my friend John Valenzuela. where uh, Brian mentioned earlier I hosted uh, yesterday's episode with uh, Mr. Sunday Movies from Weekly Planet, so go check that one out if you uh, would like to hear us talk about video games. Um, I'm also a, a writer myself. Um, and I write books for kids. I have a series called Nelson, and they're available through Penguin Books in Australia. Um, there's two. One One's called uh, Nelson Pumpkins and Aliens, and the other one is called Nelson Broccoli and Spies. And uh, <laughs> they, they are kind of you know, like it's you eat something and you gain superpowers. Mm-hmm, sweet. Uh, Nelson Nelson is a kid who hates vegetables, but finds out that when he eats them, they give him superpowers. Um, and so pumpkins make him super strong. Broccoli makes him invisible. And uh, <laughs> later this year, the third book, uh, Nelson eggplants and dinosaurs is coming out
1: awesome uh, and it's
2: being printed right now it's very exciting uh, it's gonna be bright purple I'm nice excited to see it
1: well congrats uh, on the book that's awesome
2: yeah thanks so much and also uh if you enjoyed uh me talking about music um i do a <laughs> mixtape service mm-hmm. where i make uh, mixes every single month uh, i'm a dj um and when all my gigs got canceled last year i started a patreon where basically you subscribe you get an rss feed and every month uh new mixes appear in your podcast feed um and they're like an hour long or or longer um across all kinds of genres i've done like classic rock mixes lots of hip-hop mixes dance 90s pop all kinds of fun stuff i have a japanese city pop um mix coming out very soon if you like a 70s and 80s uh yacht rock inspired japanese music (laughs) Uh, uh, that, that that's coming up very soon and uh yeah it's all mixed uh I look, I, if anything, I put too much effort into these mixes. So if you want to hear the, the depths of uh, my music knowledge uh, in, in an hour long mix, uh, patreon.com slash levdog is a way to go to find that.
0: Awesome. Very cool. No, I, I'm definitely, I've been meaning to, 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 uh, Check those out because
2: oh, yeah, no need. No, that's no, no. all good. There's there's no. more than enough things that I'm doing. That I'm <laughs> yeah. sure watch um, now, so it's fine. I, <laughs> I have I have um, pumpkins
0: and aliens um, m- intended to give to my niece who is in New York, um, but uh, last year, and obviously COVID happened, and uh, yeah, man. So they're coming to visit in yeah. the next couple months, Super and
2: that's-, oh, that's so. Amazing. So you guys have all been vexed. Uh, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, where um, California California has been very uh, very strong on getting everyone vaxed, and uh, I just hit my my two week um, on Saturday, so I've officially vaxed and waxed and ready to relax. <laughs>
1: as I've heard Carrie
0: say before. Oh,
1: vaxxed and waxed and ready for snacks.
0: Oh, ready for snacks is right. another
1: one. Um, but just for all you. Uh, like you vaccine conspiracy theorists out there how, I mean, how many of those do you have listening to I, <laughs> may, I may have COVID and I'm fully vaccinated and I was clear so wow. yeah well I work in education and
2: um one of our yeah.
1: kiddos was sick and we can't
2: keep social distancing
1: it's just really hard with no special- my,
2: my wife's a, a kindergarten teacher we're
1: yeah. Two now, but yeah yeah we're k2 and we have um we're special ed so we can't maintain those distances at oh, all fully absolutely yeah, yeah. and so the, so this like this past week i was really exhibiting symptoms so i'm like oh i guess i have to go get a covid uh test so yeah
2: so they put a tube up your nose <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah it was fun but hey, um, I get the week off from work, so that's nice. That's while I wait it. for
2: my results. In Australia, they were like, "Oh, um, kids, kids aren't carrying COVID, so don't worry about it. School's on." <laughs> <laughs>
3: but,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. That's it's, sure. Okay. Thanks, government. That sounds believable. <laughs> 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 no further questions. <laughs> it's
0: like sure. I think I think everyone got tired of their kids being home. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know.
0: School's on. <laughs> I mean yeah
2: <laughs> it was really fun until school was sending home work for for archie to do but when it was just me going like today we're going to play video games and board Yay. games a <laughs> you know, like.
0: that's awesome yeah okay well um so we have now officially end, uh, reached the end of the show for this week. Uh, what, as always, big thank you to everyone listening to the show. Uh, if you have a question, comment, or suggestion for a future roundtable, um, you can send us an email to comicsisarebetter at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at cdbpod. Uh, and uh, check our website out at uh for all our episodes, socials, as well as a form on our contact page to request a uh, subject for a future show. Um, so Darcy um, can be found at uh, on Twitter at books s- underscore serial, as well as um, on her website of booksandserial.wordpress.com. and um, You can find me at... Uh, ryan underscore cb and on twitter at uh Rygin 2814 um if you want i have this in my notes so once again and this is the third time so third time that's the rule of comedy right so uh if you want to be friends with me on nintendo switch uh, dm me and uh you know we can play some smash brothers or visit my animal crossing <laughs> so all right. Well, for uh for levinson Carrie, um, I'm Brian and this has been the Comics Deserve Better Podcast. Uh, remember, comics deserve better and everybody deserves comics. Bye everyone. Peace. See you later. Bye.
2: What's your uh, what's your favorite Beatles album? Because I'm um, currently li- we listen to all of them in the car now with the kids.
0: I'm a huge okay. You're gonna call me a hips like a hipster or or a um, kind of elitist or something, but I'm a huge white album fan.
2: So that's Ang- Angus's favorite as well. My favorite is oh. Road. The second half of Abbey Road, I think, is one of the greatest things ever made.
0: Yeah, no, and that's one thing. Um, I have a Beatles uh, playlist that uh, I put all my favorite Beatles songs on. It's about hundred and two songs, and I just <laughs> listen. And we listen to it on random in the car a lot. It's it's usually the lowest common denominator between mm-hmm. Carrie and I. And um, to you know, like, oh, we don't know what to listen to, so we'll just put this on. And that's my only complaint about Spotify is that they don't have the entire medley. From Abbey Road combined. So, oh, it, right, so all I have on there is She Came In Through the Bathroom Window in the end because those as standalone songs work. But I like Me, Mr. Mustard, and Pauline Pam. But I. You gotta
2: have. I, I, the other thing I could never listen to. Uh, uh, um, sorry, what's the third one again? Me, Mr. Mustard, and Pauline Pam. Um, came, came, I could never listen to the Came In Through the Bathroom Window without having hearing those, those two before it. Yeah, i need, I need the, the crescendo you know
0: <laughs> i had i had to get used to it um unfortunately the the version on spotify has that kind of that the, duh, 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 like intro to right. before it starts so no totally um but yeah i uh i'm <laughs> i'm kind of a weird yeah my my, my, my um, album
2: has like huge highs for me but then also it's like one of the few uh beatles albums that has low points where i'm like i hate this not even a song <laughs> yeah, like wild honey pie Piggy, yeah. piggies and wild honey pie like get out of my life man yeah. <laughs>
0: no, and, and i i i agree but i i think um the highs for me are so high that that like even a little bit of the lows are kind of you know are, are fine like i just i love i think dear prudence is like what like oh
2: that's yeah that's that that's that's tilly my four-year-old daughter's her that's her favorite Beatles Aww. that's amazing
0: that that would be probably I think number three on my, my list <laughs> but that it's a high three it's like hey bulldog and uh and a day in the life are like my one and oh, two yeah. a yeah, day in the is Archie's favorite yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's amazing Your my favorite, kids, is, have my favorite is,
2: oh good my favorite yeah. is oh darling that is a That's great a song
0: wonderful song paul's yeah. vo- vocal work is uh, is amazing on that song definitely i
2: hate that i'm a paul head
0: ah. <laughs>
2: he's like you know he's obviously i think he is like easily like the more creative like i like the he's 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 such a he's so square but also so creative um and uh like i i you know the fact that he pretty like you know abbey road is his album to me like oh yeah mm-hmm yeah
0: no, i i remember it's well yeah it's funny that you like the, the the second half of that because john lennon said the first side was going to be his and the second side was going to be paul's so the oh, second right yeah second sure. side that is definitely sense. yeah but the, the
2: first side is also mostly paul's so yeah <laughs> it's true just, just
0: like sergeant peppers it's like yeah, yeah. that's kind of the eras where lennon wasn't interested in being a Beatle. so so
2: levin's
1: um for a long time on brian's beatles playlist he wouldn't add octopus's garden because he doesn't like that song so um i act i asked him for it because as a kid i didn't have a lot of (laughs) i will take that back i didn't have any friends as a small child so um i and i'm super close to my family so i would force my mom my dad and my older brother joey who lives in new york um I would force them to have a carnival day with me where I set up carnival games throughout our house. And the soundtrack was Octopus's Garden. And um, what's the other song? Yeltsin
0: Marie? Yeah there, was Murray,
1: a, yeah. yeah, there was another song, but it was sang by the guy who voiced Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> it was like a kid's like, tape that I had. It That's was- great. And I, those two songs on loop so that was pretty awesome so every time I hear octopus's garden I'm like yay lonely nine-year-old Carrie yeah. <laughs>
3: she's forcing her family but yeah it was it's fun I like the Beatles a lot um, and like